1: Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Afeez, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to recap this week's episodes of Raw and SmackDown. Talk about a somewhat eventful week uh, in on both shows, a lot of things going on. We had the 25th uh, year anniversary for Triple H going on, and you know Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins made official. So big week for for both shows, really. Um, but uh, yeah, Devin, what are some of your just general thoughts on on the shows that we saw so far? man i was i was
0: loving how the way they're just booking drew man they they they're making him look stupid strong and i'm saying and i'm thinking like it still makes sense because just the way they booked that brock lesnar match like he just you know destroyed him like within four four or five minutes so him essentially destroying this you know uh was it selena not selena vega but andrade and uh angel garza austin theory yeah austin theory so i'm like oh my god you know so that that to me is exciting uh so yeah man that's what that's what uh i got from uh monday
1: yeah i mean they're really working hard to make him look like a, a true superstar and just build him up as fast as possible um you know i think the rise we could start to see it a little bit before the rumble Um, At the Rumble, you know, it was kind of like solidified, like, okay, they really do believe in in Drew. And then being Brock Lesnar and in the fashion to be Brock Lesnar kind of added to that. Um, then beating Big Show right after WrestleMania, you know when it went off the air and showing that on Raw, um, just making him look strong. And again, now this is two weeks in a row that we've seen Drew McIntyre up against the numbers game with the uh, Zelina Vega's, you know, stable, her faction that she's she's building, her her list of of uh, you know talent uh, that she basically has with her right now, uh, just single handedly going against all three of these guys, really all all four of them because yeah. well, Zelina's a factor. And um single-handedly being able to take care of business and without breaking a sweat, really. Really. So, good. you know, and it's it's interesting because you think about that and you say, well, with Drew, I kinda I like it. I like the the build of Drew. I guess kind of the other side of this, and maybe one that, that maybe a lot of people I wonder if people are thinking about this side and talking about it, but the the Andrade Awesome Theory Angel Garza side, does it make them Is it at the the detriment of their development? Right. Does it make them
0: look weak, a newly assembled faction? Right, right. And back-to-back weeks already
1: getting destroyed by Drew. Yeah. And, I I mean, I think the the answer is yes, you know, unfortunately for them. I think it makes sense. Like, I'm so just invested in Drew that I'm kind of just okay with it overall. But if I really look at it and break it down for that other side, like it, it does hurt them a bit. You know, it does. All three of you just getting just just spanked by Drew McIntyre. <laughs> it, it's just Spanked
0: is not even a word, man. Yeah, but destroyed. I'm just saying, just, but just, I mean, wiping
1: the floor with you guys and then mocking you put while in the doing it. like, man, I'm done. Yeah. Like, at the end of this week's episode, I mean, he was just, he, Drew McIntyre was tranquilo, man. He was at the ramp just kind of like, Having you know, fun. chilling, laughing. <laughs> you know, who was Was it Andrade that ran away, you know, at yeah, the end did. of Yeah, he did. He did. Just legit ran scared out of the arena. Like, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this. He just, just (laughs) Angel and Austin right in front of me. He just ran away. United States championship, clutching it, running away, scared. Like,
0: wow. Okay. I, Uh, I, I had high hopes for this team, but you know, the way Drew is just breaking these guys down, it's like, eh, Well, (laughs) maybe you guys need to go somewhere else. Stop
1: messing with Drew right now. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) They just need to because fuck Focus
0: on someone else.
1: Yeah, because this is Vince's (laughs) guy, man. Like, you are are not doing this. Unless your name is Seth Rollins, which, you know, that's the next opponent, you know, coming up at Money in the Bank. um, I don't think you're going to be able to do anything to Drew McIntyre, you know, so – it it sucks for them. Um, I'm a fan of all three all four of them, County kind of Zillian Vega as well. And I want yeah. them to, yeah. to to, you know, just continue to get built up, but this isn't the way, you know, this is this is a step backwards for them. But it was it was cool, I guess, from the standpoint of you know we're, we're seeing them have a faction and trying to you know get back into that a little bit in wwe you know we've talked about you know kind of factions being a lost thing in wwe at least on the raw and smackdown side we get we get it with the undisputed era in nxt um so but this way this way of having a faction and just getting destroyed by one guy it it doesn't do them any favor so you know Hopefully they get a a better uh, reboot or restart once they're done with Drew. (laughs) You don't mess
0: with a warrior like Drew, you know.
1: (laughs) That's the moral of the story, really. Don't mess with Drew. Drew is in just full warrior mode. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just, Just leave it to the Messiah, I guess. When he's issuing a challenge to you, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking of that, I mean, he opened up the show issuing a challenge to Seth Rollins for the yeah. WWE Championship of Money in the Bank. So he's calling out Seth. He's not waiting for Seth to, you know, try to jump him again and try to politic and try to, you know, get, you know, the, the WWE brass mm. to get him a title shot. He said, no. you know, Straight To the fisticuffs. Exactly. Challenging you. Um, so this matchup. Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Are you excited about this matchup? Do you think it can live up to its potential? Like, where, where are you at with this?
0: I think it can, man, because I was actually impressed with Seth Rollins' performance at WrestleMania, man, just with the dialogue he had with Kevin Owens. And I think he can do the same thing, essentially, with uh, Drew. You know, Drew has strong... Di- strong dialogue when you wrestle so i could see both have some great back and forth banter man and you know in the the wrestling of course it's gonna be uh, you know there you know but the other part with the whole you know since there's no fans there that other part with the which i am more finding myself more focused on now these days because this is just where we at with wrestling I, i i'm more
1: focused on that that
0: dialogue
1: yeah yeah, same here. I mean, I'm 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 really excited about this. Seth Rollins, you know, he brought it up like we're very similar. You know, they showed the shots of both him and Drew celebrating winning WWE championships at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. both beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. you know, I mean the, the haircuts, you know, you see it. There's very a lot of similarities between the two. Um, you know, one thing that Seth said that separated him from Drew McIntyre was the leadership qualities. Now, they didn't show the shield, which I thought was interesting because, you know, I mean, obviously, John Moxley's in AEW and Roman Reigns is kind of well, I, don't, I don't even know where Roman Reigns stands with the company right now, uh, not having been at WrestleMania. And it I mean, I would think that they didn't have a problem with that, but they're not mentioning his name anymore. They're not mentioning so, his
0: name at all, man. So, yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like, was that an issue? Right. Does he have heat because
1: he didn't yeah. show up? Like, I don't know. That would that would be wrong, I would say, you know, if he did. Because, again, he's a cancer survivor. His immune system being what it is. Like, it makes sense why he'd want to take that precaution. So, no one should blame him. But at the same time now, I, him not being mentioned at all, it, it seems like there's something going on there. Um, I don't know. That's, it's just weird to me. But, anyway, I, I noticed it again now with him not being mentioned when Seth Rollins talked about leadership you know the biggest one of the biggest factions that we've had because we I mean we just said factions aren't really a big thing. Well, the last time it really was in WWE was with Seth and the Shield. You know, and so and he he could have used this to claim that he was the leader. You know, he was the architect of the Shield and you know of this new group he has his his, his uh, disciples. You know, with with AOP and Murphy. So, I thought that was a little bit of of a weird omission, but you know it is what it is, so he mentioned that in as a as a way that he kind of differentiates himself from from drew mcintyre um I like it. I like the build yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to this week's uh, Monday Night Raw to see you know how they continue it you know hopefully there's a face to face. I don't know if they had a contract signing or something lined up for this week. I think they might have actually uh, I'm pretty
0: sure they'll set someone. I- and I'm pretty sure the contract signing will go smoothly. No interruptions. At all. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Because that history of it uh, goes really well with contract <laughs> signings in WWE. No tables will be harmed in this contract. Signing, right. Right. <laughs> it go all
0: smoothly, promptly, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, tons of excitement for this for this matchup coming up in Money in the Bank. Um, speaking of Money in the Bank, we haven't really talked about this just as a oh. general about Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. The new format. For money in the bank. Right. So for those of you that don't know money in the bank this year, you are now going to be climbing the corporate ladder. They're going to be at the WWE headquarters in Connecticut and literally starting from the ground floor of the building and working their way up the building to the roof to then get the briefcase. Um yeah. What was your reaction to that, man, when you first heard about that? Because we hadn't talked about this new uh, format for, for Money in the Bank. When they was talking about it, I think, what was it, Monday? What was it,
0: last week, Monday Night Raw? And I kind of just was on my phone. I'm like, oh, OK, they're talking about, you know, Money in the Bank. And I'm like, hold on, why that look different, though? Graphic, <laughs> yep. I, I, it, it looked off. I'm like, it looked off real quick, like the graphic. And it said like the corporate ladder and I rewind, i'm rewinding like, my oh they're changing it up i'm like okay i'm i'm open to change and this intrigues me because this is something new so i i like new if it works it works if it not if it doesn't it doesn't then you just move on but i am intrigued by by this new
1: format for money in the bank Man, I I gotta say, I hated it. I hated it when I ah. first talked about. It. I did because here, Money in the Bank is one of my favorite pay per views. Like it's the first pay per view I ever went to. You mm-hmm. know, Money in the Bank, John Cena, CM Punk. You know, love that pay per view. Uh, went to the last one, the last Money in the Bank that they did here in Chicago. Just, it's a great time, man. Really look forward to the ladder match. You know, you put five or six wrestlers in the ring together, you know, and just let them go crazy. Like it's just, it's it's craziness. It's chaos. It's fun, and it's just we we understand it now now to do this new thing you know again when they said ground floor and going up the building i'm telling you, my first reaction was like what the hell why like why change a matchup that, you know, it's just I'm looking forward to every year. It's like saying you're going to change the Royal Rumble to some other format. I would just be like, no, don't take that away from me. You know, like if you want to add something different to another pay-per-view. Cool. You know, like a stipulation to it that didn't have a stipulation before. Fine. But to change up money in the bank in this way my my gut first reaction was just like oh i was just like shocked and and upset that they were taking taking this away from from us and from me as a as a fan of how it used to be yeah. um and i, I don't think say, it's a permanent change though well and and i, I was going to say like you know now having gotten over the initial shock of them changing the format you know i'm i'm more in the in the camp of well let's just see what this looks like because We have no idea exactly how this is going to go. Now, if my fears are confirmed and it really does suck, I'm going to come on here and say, hey, it sucked. But, you know, I am going to I am looking forward to seeing how they're going to do this, because, you know, we didn't know what a graveyard or a boneyard match was going to be. You know, we didn't know what a Firefly Flunhouse match was going to be. You know, the Gargano Ciampa matchup, they filmed that a little bit differently. They're trying some different things with the fact that we don't have fans. So I can understand. Maybe wanting to experiment a little bit because you can right now. Because uh, this match wouldn't be happening if there were fans. I'll tell you that right now. They would just keep it to oh yeah, most definitely Money in the Bank. So Exactly,
0: and, I, um, and I'll be fine with that. But since there's no fans, and I understand the you know the environment now, I'm willing to roll with the
1: change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and it's I'm still skeptical, but I do want to just see what they're gonna bring to the table. Hmm. Um, and also too, just, I mean, how many floors is this building? Like, I just have so many questions. I don't know, man. I need to look look up the,
0: the, the structure, the, (laughs) the blueprints of how many floors are going to go up. Yeah. And there's a ring on the top of the roof. So that's that's what I'm saying.
1: saying, Not to, so we're talking about them, you know, going from the ground floor, climbing the stairs or taking the elevator. However, the wrestlers decide to get up to the top. Yeah. And then there's a ring on the roof. It's it's bizarre, man. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And you know, I, hopefully, I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, it sounds like you're really open to it. But for me, I'm just like, man. I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, there's <laughs> other things that you could, you know, put your your energy and effort into creating something new for. And, and this one, it just feels like you're taking one of the most popular matches of the year, and you're yeah. taking a chance on it. And I mean, that ladder match at WrestleMania was awesome. You know, the Triple Threat oh, Tag was. Team Championship matchup. So to just do that again, it'd be just a, a easy, you know, like home run for them just to put the, you know, five or six of the best wrestlers together in the ring. Just let them go. Just it's just pure entertainment. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe they, they you know, so again, it's pleasantly surprise us and, you know, give us something that is unforgettable. But uh, yeah, maybe they
0: will. We'll I just hope it's not too scripted. Like when they're fighting on the ground floor. I don't want to be be stuck like I'm watching some type of action movie or something. Oh, I think that's what it's gonna be, man. Oh, you think it's gonna be something like that? I, I think. And then finally, we do like a cut scene. It's
1: the actual live match on the on the roof. I don't even know if there's gonna be a match. I think this is gonna be. We'll see because in the trend of the boneyard match and yeah. you know Firefly Front House, they may try to do something more cinematic with this. You know, and and because again, it's a lot of floors. Like I would, I would assume they don't want. To take the chance of it looking like you know looking bad, so maybe they just pre-film this matchup and and edit it and kind of like try to make it more action movie esque versus just it feeling like people fighting in a in a building and going up the stairs in the elevator. Oh wow! You know, sound like Die Hard movie already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. People climbing in a vent or whatever. It's yeah. just like trying to shimmy through, like, the, the ceiling. And, you know, like, I mean, you know, people Mission impossible down down, rappelling into oh, one room man. and finding their way.
0: Who's going to get the John McClane out of that roster? Oh, <laughs> man. Out of who's there right
1: now? Gosh, that's a good question, man. I mean, (laughs) Rey Mysterio is pretty crafty, so maybe it'll be him. That's a a good one. one. (laughs) (laughs) He just sneaks through a vent, through a pipe, and he's up there already. (laughs) Like, where did he come from? (laughs) Rey Mysterio. (laughs) Um, So, we'll we'll see. It it could be a lot of fun. Hopefully it is. Um, So, you know, the rest of Raw, I mean, I think the, the other kind of big thing that the continuing storyline is just Shayna Baszler and how vicious she's been the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, she did it again. Indy Hartwell, she stomped her, her arm, you know, quote unquote, broke it, you know, with the storyline there. Put it in a ladder, you know, and then stepped on the ladder or kicked the ladder while her arm was in it, which looked really brutal. Um, I really like what they're doing with Shayna. Do you think that the way that they're pushing Shayna right now? That maybe Vince is bought into Shayna now. Do you think see this as a sign, or do you just I, think I don't know? They're just doing whatever. I don't know. Like, is this enough to make you believe that he believes in her?
0: I, I don't know, man. Is this going to be one of those instances like fool me once, shame on you; fool, fool me twice, shame? Like, is our is Vince man setting us up again? Like book, you know, booking her so dominant, and then in the end still cannot get the job done. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. That's like, to me, well like worst case scenario. And I am keep on thinking about that every time, you know, they're, they're uh, pushing her. Like just this past Monday, she just destroyed her. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing else. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm still shock value, but still in the back of my mind. Will this lead to her getting that belt?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, she has to be the odds-on favorite to win the Money in the Bank tournament on the women's side. I would feel just you know the way they're booking her, how vicious she is now. Mm-hmm. I also feel she kind of doesn't need to win it to get that title shot, so maybe it'd be better off giving it to somebody else that you know would actually need it to 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 win. Now, the only person so far that kind of fits that is Dana Brooke, but I don't know. I, I don't. I have a hard time believing Dana Brooke would win, but who knows? I don't know, man. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, and who knows? With she, with Dana, I was shocked that she beat Naomi. Who, who are you telling, bro? You know, <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe, believe it. it. I actually
0: dropped my stuff because I just, I was just on my phone. I'm like, you know, clearly Naomi's winning. <laughs> but I put, I, I, I put my head down. I hear one, two. Three, I'm like, what?
1: Yep, Dana Brooke. She didn't and, even do a finisher. It's just oh. a, a roll-up, like a sunset flip into yeah. a pin. That was it. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. But, um, you know, Shayna is right now. I mean, we're not doing predictions yet. But Shayna is who I would say would be the favorite just, you know, off the top of my head. I mean, Nia Jax has been bro- been booked super strong too so she's she's up there they're kind of selling a little bit of the, an injury still with her uh because they had the rematch with her and Kyrie sane that was Kyrie a poor sane. selling job by the way i did not like that selling job oh it was, it was terrible it was terrible. terrible i didn't believe it at all not at all you know so but <laughs> what i what i guess i kind of like about it is that they are building in a little bit of a of a weakness to Nia to explain why she loses because I don't think she's going to win the money in the bank Um, but the way she was being booked it was like well I mean it's her Shayna and you know Nia to do that to Kairi Sane now two weeks in a row it just feels like okay you beat a former NXT women's champion like she was a jobber so you better win if you're going to do that to a person like Kairi Sane Um, but I I just don't believe it I don't think she's going to win it um, and going off of that, now again, two weeks in a row of this for Kyrie Sane, is this the end? Like is this is this it for Kyrie Sane or she okay, man? Cause that was a bad bump. Oh yeah, the the buckle bomb buckle where bomb she and... hit the bottom uh turnbuckle instead of the, the top or middle. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh that was hard to watch. That was painful. That was painful. I I'm hoping she's okay because I haven't heard anything saying she wasn't. Um, But it was brutal. I mean, Nia just had, again, treated her like a jobber. It was like this was her first day on the job, and she just, you know, it was kind of, I don't know. I don't even know what it was. She was just extra vicious to her, and I just—
0: ragdolled her, man.
1: I don't understand, you know, the Kairi Sane part of this. Like, she's, again, former NXT Women's Champion. You know, she was former, you know, Women's Tag Team Champion with Asuka, you know, and for them to have— show that she has no chance like literally no chance against naya like i would never believe her beating naya now after these two just just burials of yeah. of uh of Kyrie. saying that's what it was man i mean like back to back both weeks. yeah, yeah. and know? her contract is almost
0: up so yep. that's what it seems like like she's on her way out so this is how they're gonna this is how they're gonna book her
1: well that's she might be on her way back to Japan, unfortunately. But is that what she wants, you know? You know yeah. or her then, man? Well, that she used to be a part of an all-female promotion um, over there, and that promotion, I think now, is linked with New Japan, and they're talking about bringing her back to Japan when they restart. There's something going on, basically, with that promotion in Japan with her. Like, there's interest there from them to get her back. Okay, And, you know, Kyrie, you know, I think there was a rumor that Kyrie was interested in potentially going back to Japan in the future. But there was a tweet I think she put out where it was like hashtag raw. So I don't know if 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 Kyrie is is maybe split on whether or not she wants to go back or not. But um, I don't know. I think if they're going to treat her like this, I would I would say it'd be she'd be better off either going to AEW or going to Japan, one of those two, just, you know, go where you're going to be appreciated because you're better than, than this, than jobbing out to to Naya two weeks in a row. Um, so yeah, that's just, just my thoughts on that. Um, MVP wrestled which I'm like why is this is this man still wrestling in, in WWE like no disrespect to what he was before and you know if if they wanna I guess keep him around as in that role of like helping bring in on the younger talent fine but you know him having this match with Apollo Cruz for the for that spot in money in the bank I'm like he better not win this matchup no
0: I didn't, I didn't think that he was gonna win at all man I saw this as MVP's just you know, making Apollo Cruz look good—that's how. I so I knew Apollo Cruz was going over.
1: Yeah, I just, I just almost kind of wish that it was just somebody else that you know you would have at least made me. I don't know, just just give me another matchup with somebody else that you know is 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 trying to come up. With just the TV time for MVP in this way, I felt like was just too much. I, I don't mind him doing like the talk show. Cause I think that's kind of cool, or like yeah, him give him like a, a producer manager.
0: job, more of a background, like like you said,
1: talk show. But I think his time has come for being a wrestler. Yeah, performer in the limelight like this, like you know. And again, he was he was great in his time. He's been in a bunch of Money in the Banks already, Um, you know. And if he wants to be back for Royal Rumble, let's say, okay, cool. But you know, this right here, I was like, man, you know, like it just it kind of just lessen the importance of of the spot when i'm saying it's apollo versus him you know apollo had an awesome matchup against alistair black and i feel like okay th- there's a little bit of momentum not a, not a whole lot but a little bit of momentum given that he had a great match with alistair but then he goes against mvp and I'm like this i just I don't want to watch I'm like i don't i don't really
0: well, Tom care Phillips about this. and byron saxon was just you know was excited when he won it was shocked <laughs>
1: why that's I mean, awful no, man
0: i could have like why are they so shocked
1: that apollo <laughs> cruz yeah, the MVP. Man. exactly just should not be the case but yeah man so you know apollo
0: united states champion mvp like okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> he should he absolutely should <laughs> don't be that surprised oh man um Speaking of, I guess not surprising for me, there was a matchup with Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Liv Morgan came out victorious, so that was not surprising for me because I did think Liv Morgan was going to win. But that was a nice um,
0: counter finishing move she hit, though.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, she's done that a couple times. You know that finisher, the uh, flatliner. You know finisher that she has off the off the ropes, basically. But. um what I'm, I am loving the idea though of just continuing this rivalry from the Riot Squad and and having Liv versus Ruby. I think this, I wish that this would have been the way that Liv would have came back in the first place, you know. Versus that should have been, yeah, because being a part of Rusev and Lana's whole storyline, like you know, it didn't go anywhere, and, and now they're finally getting to something that that matters with her character, which is her former alliance with with Ruby Riot. So. Um really, really enjoy, enjoyed this matchup and really am excited about, you know, the, the continuation of the story if they choose to do so.
0: Do you think they should bring back Sarah Logan?
1: I think they are bringing back Sarah Logan from what I They I'm did hearing. mention her quite a few
0: times
1: during this match, man. So
0: that's why I was asking. Do you think?
1: Yeah, they, they should. They absolutely should. You know, I think that, you know, again, from even just looking at the story, she was there. So have her a part of it. You know, it totally makes sense. And, you know, I I just I just think it would be awesome to for her to to just still be in the WWE, like the way that she would have went out if if that was going to be the end for Shayna Baszler to break her arm. She's crying. And then that's it. She's gone from from WWE, period. Like, that's just come on now. Like, there's a better way to send her off than that if you're going to do it. So, you know, I I really am rooting for Sarah Logan to to still be back, to to get back in WWE. And I think she is back because she was backstage. Uh, There was rumors that she was actually, you know, may have even shown up and been on TV for this week's episode. But, you know, I guess it was a last minute change of plans. But she was there. Um, And like you said, it was a lot of rumors backstage because there was a lot of people voicing,
0: strongly voicing their opinion of bringing back Sarah Logan, you know, since her husband still
1: has worked there, too. So uh it was rumors that he was one of those voices as well oh yeah i mean you know and and good for him to yeah. to speak up for his wife mm-hmm. absolutely i mean that's 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 family you know that's his wife that's we should and you know just as a watching her compete like i don't know i've i've sometimes had mixed feelings on her in, in terms of like of the three of them in the riot squad you know you, if you were going to point fingers at the weakling like I mean, she, I would say I would rank her third, you know, behind the other two, but um, I do think she had potential that just wasn't ever realized, and it's just a booking thing, you know, so if she were to get an, another opportunity, you know, I would, I would root for that, and I would be really excited to see her just kind of have that second win and say, okay, almost like a, I mean, it's not quite Drew McIntyre, but, you know, he was let go, <laughs> came back a beast, you know, so... Um, you know, I think that it would be um, give her that opportunity. It would be awesome to see what she could do with that. Um So I'm rooting for that for her for sure. Um So yeah, man, definitely. If they're bringing her back, that that's awesome. And I, and I fully believe with what I'm hearing that that's the case, that she's coming back. Yeah, man, I think what, if they decide
0: to bring her back, I just want to see more of her character, you know, cause I, I you know, I get it that she's some, she's like this Viking, but, I want something more deeper than that. I think that's why she's kind of, you know, if
1: you, like you said, if you was going to point a weak link out of this riot squad, it would be Sarah Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Getting getting more of her character would be, I mean, absolutely would be the way to go. So give her some time on the mic and let her can try to try to build herself up. And, you know, I think also just putting her right in the mix with, Live and Ruby, just their story there already. So use that as the platform to help build her up. You know, I think if you build bring her back and she's not a part of that, and she's just kind of starting from the bottom, you know, it, it may be hard to build momentum. But the, it's the opportunity is right there for her in the in the midst of that storyline to really get things going. So yeah, hopefully she gets more time to to build her character up. Um, Rey Mysterio qualified for the Money in the Bank, uh, beating Murphy. Um, I had mixed feelings about this one, too, because, I mean, Murphy, you know, Buddy Murphy, formerly known as Buddy Murphy. Just Murphy uh, now. He's, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> awesome. You know, Buddy Murphy is awesome. You know, he's just such a great wrestler. And Rey Mysterio has been around ages, you know, like, OK, I get it. They're trying to push the fact that this is the one thing he's never done. But I, I don't know. I just don't care when they say it. You know, it's like he's been champion before, so you know him winning the Money in the Bank is just kind of like it makes sense cool. to me. Yeah, what's that? I say it didn't make sense for me for uh, Ray to win. Yeah, it just seemed off. Like, like you know, it's it's not as bad as uh, you know MVP. You know, being in that matchup with Apollo. Like, I I feel actually more you know, upset about just that because I'm like, man, there's there's other talent that wants T V time, man. It doesn't have to be MVP. Like Rey Mysterio, seeing a match with Rey Mysterio, I think, is still super entertaining. And at times, given the right storyline, I'm still gonna root for him to win. But in this situation, Murphy needed to win more than Rey Mysterio. Mysterio. He's a Hall of Famer man. He's he's going into the Hall of Fame, it's gonna happen. But Murphy, he's still trying to like, climb up that he's part ladder, of a new faction, know? I would say probably
0: the number two. You know, yeah. Seth Rollins right hand man. So he needs a definitive win against a former heavy heavyweight champion. Why not over Rey Mysterio, man? Come on, cause you gotta think about it too. Buddy Murphy or just Murphy now, former OP Buddy Murphy, by the way. You know, cruiserweight champion too. You know, he, he dominated his cruiserweight division. So give him the accolades. Even when he came even when he uh, was on a SmackDown, uh he, he pushed Roman Reigns, man, to 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 the brink, man. So he he pushed him to the limit. So he,
1: he, Alistair Black had those
0: matches with Alistair too. Yeah, yeah.
1: So hell yeah, man. He, he should have went over. Yeah, I, in my head too. I was I was already kind of writing the story of okay, Buddy Murphy wins uh, this matchup, gets to the Money in the Bank, wins the Money in the Bank. Uh, Seth Rollins loses to Drew McIntyre. Murphy sacrifices the money in the bank (laughs) and gives it to Seth Rollins because he's a true disciple to give Seth Rollins another chance. Oh, (laughs) damn, bro. See?
0: See, this is why they need your services, man. There you go again.
1: There you go again, man. Uh, Seriously. Yeah. Because I, I just I thought it'd be so cool. Because then even you know going a little bit further with it, Seth cashes in, loses again to Drew, and yeah. then you got Murphy kind of questioning, like, "Wait a minute, that was my opportunity. Like, what would I have done with that?" And Even Drew can get in his head, and be like, "You know, you didn't cash. Like, what? Maybe you would have had a better shot, than, <laughs> but you gave it up to Seth. You know, just start that friction between yes. between Murphy and, and Seth. So Are you finally yeah, put I, that tr- your that
0: trust in that man.
1: Yeah." Just, uh, I mean, it's fan booking now at this point because he's out of it, but we're doing. <laughs> just, man, just a missed opportunity, man. I, I, uh, I wanted that story, but anyway, it's all good. I mean, we're Rey Mysterio. Like I guess he maybe he's gonna be the the Ethan Hunt, you know, of this whole thing, and find a way to sneak, you know, through tunnels and things like that in the building and win money in the bank. I mean, maybe he might. got uh, Mustafa Ali ever at the command center since he's back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's this guy in the chair, you know, in his yeah. and his ear, tells him where everything's at. <laughs> He's got the blueprints of the building. All right, if you enter in through the window on the second floor, on the seventh floor, there's gonna be a tunnel you can crawl up and get to the roof, and <laughs> like what? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, man. We can only we can only dream of things like that. I know. <laughs> uh, all right, we had um, Charlotte Flair uh, going against Caden Carter. I was uh, wasn't expecting. Yes yeah. at all. Um, what do you think of this match? I, I knew the outcome. You watch <laughs> NXT, course. you know the
0: outcome. As soon as I heard Kaden Carter, I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> like, I thought there was too much why? offense, Why honestly? are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, that I didn't get. Like, why did Kaden Carter get offense in? This should have been none. Like, yeah. a 0% chance.
1: Yeah. The the minute that Charlotte booted her in the face because she was like she was acting like she was warming up she was stretching yeah. and then out of nowhere just kicks her with that big boot I was like well maybe that's it maybe she's just gonna boot her just do uh, natural selection and be done you know just yep. like <laughs> one two three hey Kaden Carter I, I, that's that would I think everybody would would understand that happening to Kaden Carter. But um, no, it didn't happen. They gave Caden Carter a a nice little chunk of time. And, you know, submission uh, just locked it in and, you know, had Charlotte a little bit on the ropes. And until Charlotte just said, okay, you know, buck all this. I'm just going to, you know, win this match now. Time's up. You know, we're about to go to another commercial break. Let me go ahead and win this match real quick. So, you know, yeah, just... It was it was surprising. Um I guess good for Caden Carter to get that little bit of a rub from Charlotte. Uh, we'll see what she does with it. I mean, it's it's she's been there for a while now, so not sure where where uh you know where she's going to be honest about it, but you know, maybe she can use this to elevate herself a little bit, but um, I'm more looking forward still to to Charlotte versus Mia Yim, uh, Charlotte versus Io Shirai. Those matchups, those are the ones that I think all the fans are salivating for. Yeah,
0: shout out to Charlotte putting Yim M-
1: Mia Yim on the map like that too, man, showing a little history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll get into it when we talk about NXT, but you know, it was definitely a backhanded um, compliment well, yeah, she gave her. i don't there. talk about the first time
0: now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. First time, yeah. Shout. Out. I'm not talking about NXT. NXT. I'll talk about that. Yeah, that was <laughs> that
1: was wow. Just you know, hey man, <laughs> she when she wants to throw shade, she's real sneaky with it. But yeah. <laughs> um, then we had let's see, last couple of matchups here we'll talk about um, Andrade versus Akira Tozawa. Um, this Match was a yeah, yeah, it was it was a strong matchup. It definitely made up for Tozawa getting destroyed by Andrade. I think it was the week before or 2 weeks before, but um this was essentially a rematch from recently. Um or was it no, it was um I know what it, it went against uh I think it was Angel Garza and they had the yeah. beatdown. They got on yeah, he Tuzawa. got jumped. Yeah, he got jumped. That's what it was. So it was revenge for that. Um but yeah, great matchup, man. Great matchup. like you said, match of the night. I would agree with that. Um you know, we talked about Andrade a little bit when we talked about the, the faction and them not looking so strong. Um, you know, he's United States champion. Sometimes I forget that. Um, yep. You know, I was thinking I guess, about that too during this yeah, match yeah. because Selena Vega was
0: clearly holding it. So every time, you know, they pan the camera to Selena, you see her holding that belt up. So I'm like, he should be defending that belt a lot more.
1: Yeah. Like, this could have just been a United States Championship matchup. Exactly. Just do it. You know? <laughs> because then, I mean, Andrade's going to win anyway, but you could at least make it mean something, make it worth some stakes on the line. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a little bit of a missed opportunity there, too. But, you know, great matchup overall. I mean, especially Tozawa just looked great in this matchup. And he's in the, the Cruiserweight Interim, Cruiserweight Championship Tournament, um, doing a great job there. So, you know, I felt like this match actually did more to put over Tozawa than it did Andrade.
0: I agree with that. Yeah.
1: So, I definitely yeah, I
0: agree with that. Because he, yeah. he, he was he was showing his ass off, man. He did that one move running uh, what was it? The like, running cannonball? Yeah, did that running can- cannonball,
1: man. Tourism kind of just hurled. And I'm like, that was a great spot right there. Yeah, yeah, it was, man. Like I said, he did. He looked great. He looked great in this matchup. Um, and then we had Bianca Belair. just making her official Raw singles debut. Uh, going against Santana Garrett. Um, of NXT, she's been on there uh, before. But um, yeah, this matchup was definitely highlighted by the uh, commentary by uh, the street prophets. Yeah, they were they were something. They were they were amp high, very animated. (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, Montez Ford, you know that's his wife, so he's 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 gonna go all out to really just kind of cheer on his wife there, you know. And Angela Dawkins, man, was just was just there too, like you know, just really hyped about you know Bianca Belair and just putting over everything she did, and it was it was fun, you know. And it just Tom and Byron were just kind of there, like. You know, let them have that moment, man. Just let them, <laughs> let them do commentary. They just shut up and let the Street Profits go. Yeah. So, you know, it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, they definitely took over, man. Shout-outs to Bianca Belair, by the way, man, to Because I know she says she she designs her own uh, costumes or wardrobe. And she did the Monday Night Raw
1: lo- uh, logo all over her costume. So, that was a great look. Yeah, I think they were trying to get the message across. And I think we all got it that she's on Raw now. So, yep. Yeah, she's she's the EST of Raw now. So, you know, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And it just it helps to build up that women's division and potentially give Becky another challenger for, for a title down the road. Or if it is Becky that's champion when she finally goes for it, we'll see. Um so yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for Raw. I mean, again, Angel Garza went against Drew McIntyre, and not just him, but that entire faction got destroyed by Drew McIntyre. Just he, he just ran talent, through man. everybody. Yeah, he was he was having fun. It was a workout. It was it, it was, was basically uh... like workout <laughs> <laughs> going against Angel. Like Garza. I got the time to kill. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man! Just three t- really talented wrestlers. Man, he just destroyed. when eh? I saw destroyed. Andrade running and then
0: Drew stopped running he just slid and he just did his you know his move I was like wow that was a that was a bad look and a good look too at the same time
1: but a horrible look by Andrade man <laughs> it was crazy man yeah. it's crazy but great for Drew I mean just to focus on that side of it I think it's awesome for Drew yeah. Really excited for his matchup with uh, Seth Rollins coming up and Money in the Bank because of it. So um, yeah, man, it's it's it should be an awesome matchup. But yeah, this night was definitely for Drew McIntyre to just look like a superstar, like monster. Yeah,
0: the face of the company, man. Yep. Like he, that's what a top star is right
1: there. And he was, yeah. acting the part. He was absolutely, absolutely. Um, So we'll get into some details on SmackDown, and I'm not going to bury the lead here. One thing that I'm going to talk about that's probably, you know, on a lot of people's minds after seeing SmackDown was the 25th anniversary celebration of Triple H uh, on this show. So it was it was interesting because, you know, they all throughout the night they're showing, you know, moments from Triple H's past. You know, you're saying they're going all the way back to when he was Hunter Hust Helmsley, you know, and you know, then the evolution from that into Triple H, into the game, into, you know, the what is it, fourteen time world champion in in WWE? Yeah. So, you know, they did all that. And then you get to the main event and it's this 20 minute segment. It's essentially a roast of Triple H. You know, when you have Shawn Michaels out there, at first it was Triple H and he's getting ready to do his entrance and he had this (laughs) water bottle and this guy wearing a mask. (laughs) you know, comes by, grabs the water, like, nope, you can't spit that water, sorry, nope, social distancing, uh, cleanliness, hygiene, can't have you spit all over the, <laughs> the floor, so, and he's looking around, confused, he's like, well, I, I guess I'm not doing that, so, you know, goes in the ring, you know, 25th anniversary, wow, you know, I can't believe 25 years has gone by, uh, Shawn Michaels comes out, and, like, almost from the beginning, it was just, you know, comedy, roast, you uh, you know, Sean brought up the fact that Triple H has lost so many times at WrestleMania. Um, I think it was like 14, 13 or 14 losses he had at WrestleMania, which I'm like, wow, that's, I didn't even realize he had. I didn't me either, man. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Um, they showed some of the outtakes on some of their their promos and stuff from DX and just in general and WWE. Um, so that was that was kind of funny. And then um, uh, the, the uh, Katie. KD... Uh... Oh yeah, they mentioned that a couple times. The Katie Vick uh segments, which if you don't know If about you don't those, know, just YouTube, it that's YouTube. all I'm going to say. YouTube. It's it's something it's, that they should never do again. Oh just, my god. Just
0: <laughs> that was our, our era, right? That was our yeah. era.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, was it. that happened during the Attitude Era. Yeah. That, almost, that could only happen during the Attitude Era, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things where, you know, if people are trying to say, you know, I'm, I'm comparing this era to the Attitude Era and you wanted to kinda take shots at the Attitude Era, that'd be one yeah. bullet to have in your in your holster there is to say the the Katie Vick segment. Don't like know you me. can't, no, because <laughs> you, you lose some some bragging rights when You have to say, oh, yeah, that happened during the Attitude Era. So, yeah, it happened, though. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we had some comedy going on. um, And then Vince came out. And, you know, Vince, I guess the best parts of Vince's uh, segment for me were the fact that, you know, he said he loved him. And he said he called him his son-in-law. So he officially said that. But everything else was pretty much like, you know, you were boring. Um, you know, he, he was saying something about, um, what was it? The, the, I forget the, the classic wrestler he was comparing it to, but he was talking about someone being super boring. And he's like, that guy was worse. That the only thing that was worse than watching your matches or something. I mean, it, it, to me, it kind of felt like, I don't know, almost like a, somewhat of a burial of triple H's career. When you look at the way they chose to end that whole roast because again, with Sean, I felt like, okay, that's Sean. That's his.
0: Is that's 25 his... years. It's not like, you know, we're. I thought it would be like a celebration. Yeah. You know, we'll get all the great moments, which they did throughout the show. But from what I heard, it, it totally went left.
1: It did, because, you know, it was the gobbledygooker that he was comparing how boring Triple H was. It was like he mentioned him. And I think I think in Vince's mind he was being funny, but I'm watching this, you know, as a Triple H fan. I mean, the Triple H is, is is awesome. I'd say for me, Mount Rushmore of wrestling for sure. I got Stone Cold, I got The Rock, I got Triple H. Like those three really t- define for me. I gotta what... be honest, man. I was never a huge Triple H fan. I was, man. I totally Not was. me. From from DX, certain factions to... we
0: he was in, yeah, like yeah. he was DX huge evolution fan, but I didn't care about really about uh triple H. I was more on Randy Orton that time.
1: Yeah, but no, I was, well, so I, I go before that. Like I'm, I, again, DX, triple H, when he brought in Billy Gunn and road dog, you know, and he was leader of DX with X-Pac and all of them. And then even when he went singles, you know, and it was like him versus mankind. And they had yeah, Four Way. He really made
0: me hate him as a heel though. He did his job. That's why I didn't Th- really care. Like
1: I, 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 I didn't give a shit. <laughs> wow. like, no I did. I, I did. especially him. when he That's tore his quad he was a dick Yeah well okay so when he tore his quad and he came back for that WrestleMania against Jericho were you just not like you know emotionally invested in his return or I
0: was well it- I was like okay cool he's back you know I I was uh excited but I knew that wasn't going to last too long And then you he'll, he'll be faced for a little bit and then Right before you know it, he'll be uh, uh, that dick again. King Dick.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I've, I've always had a lot of respect for Triple H, man. Like for me as a wrestler, you know, he was one of the, the just best all around wrestlers you know he could he was very uh, they called him a cerebral assassin for a reason he was very technical in the ring you know would try to get into your mind as well as try to destroy your, your body like physically um, one of the best finishers period in wrestling I think the pedigree uh, one of the coolest entrances ever like in every video game I would love to just like see that entrance and put that entrance on my created wrestlers because I thought it was just so cool like with the lighting and the posing and the, the, the water spraying everywhere and then the, the flexing in the corner like he just to me like I said for me the Mount Rushmore of wrestling like there was three guys that really like even I'm sorry like Undertaker I love Undertaker but the three guys that I always think about when I think of when I got into wrestling like who I was most excited to see it was The Rock It was Stone Cold, and it was Triple H. It was those three guys. And I'll throw in Shawn Michaels because he was kind of injured and, you know, around, you know, but not really wrestling wrestling until a little bit later on. But I really got to know Triple H more so when that happened. And so for me, you know, Triple H is... is like those and that about Rushmore wrestling for me man he just he just was that damn good like like you saying was like he would say in the ring to people um, and even as a heel like I, I loved to hate him and he did his job as a heel and it was great and then when he was a face it blew my mind of how much I was rooting for him as a face you know when he came back from that injury against Jericho like he's See, just, he got me now. So many
0: times when he was a heel and, well he was a face and then all of a sudden he'll switch it up and backstab his friends as a heel. I think that when, when, what was it? When Shawn Michaels came back and then he made it seem like he was happy that he came back. He, he saw him get the group together, DX and all that. And he
1: just straight up swerved him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was funny. There was, um, I remember watching him. It was, Shawn was injured. Someone had taken Shawn out and it was a split screen and you know, Sean was like, you know, he was he was presenting the evidence. He had video footage of who had attacked him. And Triple H is steady, you know, there, being like, hey, you know, I'm gonna find who did this, Sean. I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna make him pay. You know, like really, just just saying, you know, telling Sean he's he's got his back. He's gonna get this this sob, whoever the hell he was. And he's like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then he's the footage is kind of grainy. And then they clear up the footage little by little, and they show Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> look on Triple H's face, like. You know, it turned from, oh, I'm here for my friend to, he's like, you're damn right I did it. (laughs) Like, he was just so, like, just a a son of a bitch. Like, just, to me, it was just awesome, though, because he's playing that role, you know, and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe. Because he had me for a minute there being like. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, it's Triple H. That's his boy, Sean. He's not gonna, he's not gonna do him like that. But then, you know, he did. It was him. And yeah, throughout their history, there was a, a bunch of betrayals. And, you that's know, that's why I couldn't get down with Triple H, H, man.
0: It was just too many betrayals from him, man. I, yeah. I, it was just but, rubbed me the wrong way. Just, yeah. Like, he it works for you. Recessive. know, that's your guy. But for me, I was like, man, I'm just
1: on the fence. Something about him. Yeah. No, I just, it was, he was a great, Heel, he was a great villain. Every story needs a great villain. Yeah. And Triple H played his part to a T. I mean, and he built up a lot of stars. Like he built up Randy Orton. He built up Batista. He brought back Ric Flair with evolution. Just that one faction. I mean, the New Age Outlaws, they became big stars being a part of DX, you know. X Pac exactly. coming back. He was yeah. the one, two, three kid who came back to WWE as X Pac. Like you know, he's just, and even now with NXT, I mean, I feel like even his post wrestling career, he's gonna be maybe even more famous for that than he would be his wrestling career because of just how huge NXT has become. Like it's outdoing Raw and SmackDown. It just is. That's a good. You know, point. it's yeah. So. You know, for me, I think that it's it's that combination of things. I mean, even without NXT, I feel like for me, he's he was on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. For me personally, I'm not saying for anybody else, just me as a favorite of mine. But you add in NXT, it's just man, like kudos to this man, and and I think he for me has kind of helped me continue to enjoy wrestling even through some of the dark times that we've had. You know, with some of these just just. Horrible booking decisions they've done on Raw and SmackDown. Sometimes NXT's been that one constant. So you know, really appreciative of that man. I never really thought about how he, he can just the way you just put it—that
0: it, essentially his his uh, his corporate career can be even bigger than you know than than his wrestling career because of what he's done for NXT. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. Because he, he's done a lot. He he's the way he he reformatted it compare how it used to be. And, and now he's basically built stars with that, uh, with that new brand NXT.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, he's, he's great, you know, like NXT, NXT UK, the Cruiserweight classic, the May Young classic, like, you see that same face, man, it's Triple H, you know, he's there, William Regal's there, you know, like, it's just, I got a lot of respect for for both of those guys, and everybody involved with all these brands, but for Triple H specifically, I mean, a lot of people just credit him, and I was just watching uh, the first NXT uh, takeover in Brooklyn, and just the pride that he took in being able to unveil that they were at Brooklyn, in this big arena, I think it was the first time they were in an arena, not at Full Sail, or in um, one of their developmental places in Orlando, and, you know, he was like, you know, arms out. We are NXT. And the crowd was like, yeah, going nuts. And I'm just like, wow, man, like this dude, like he's he's really like, again, that corporate side, that that post wrestling side is just something. He's he's just been been epic in his post wrestling career. It's been great. So, yeah. But getting back to to this celebration, you know, one thing I thought about, too, is. The way that Vince was, because at the end of it, he just kind of turned out the lights and Triple H was like, is he kicking us out? (laughs) Is he kicking us out? And then, uh, you know, the lights go out. He's like, he really is kicking us out. And that was it. He just lights (laughs) off. That was it. Go on to the next show, you know, on on Fox. And, um, you know, I guess to me, Triple H is that company guy. Like he's even if it's in in poor taste, he's going to support whatever Vince wants to do. You know, do you think that was his idea, though? I, I, honestly, I'm not sure whose idea it was, but if you read into, you know, Triple H getting demoted, you know, and then this happening, you could formulate the idea that, you know, Vince kind of thinks poking fun at Triple H. I don't know. He's just. It, it feels like a Vince thing, you know, versus. This is how Triple H wanted to be celebrated. Now, maybe it was, you know, maybe it was Triple H's idea. And I don't I won't take that away. And I don't know. I'm not in the but because Triple H likes to
0: joke around. And just the way him and and Sean were uh, bantering around makes me believe that that had to be well, some of it or most of it
1: had to be from Triple H. Well, here's the thing, I guess, watching it. I felt like I'm I'm watching Triple H's facial reactions, and I'm I'm feeling like whenever it seemed like they were about to get serious about you know showing him appreciation, uh, like uh, Road Dogg was there briefly, and you know he told Road Dogg, or no uh, Rick Flair it was Rick Flair was there, and he was saying positive things, and you know it was it was like getting to be an emotional part, and Rick Flair hung up the phone. I could see that Triple H was kind of like there with it too, that he was just. Like almost in an emotional place for 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 what he was hearing from Ric Flair, and I felt like when it would switch, it was kind of like okay, you know, like almost like a where is this going? Like the whole thing had me feeling like that, and reading his face, I just I don't I don't know that I truly believe it was his idea thinking about those moments, like when Vince said, "Hey, you know, I, I love you," and you're my son-in-law, you know, and he mm-hmm. Triple H was like, "I love you too," and I'm just like. That seemed like genuine and real and like, okay, this is what Triple H would have wanted. But then they would switch to, you know, just burying Triple H in a joking way, but still burying him. It kind of felt like it was going on too long. Like, it was just this this, this, this constant, like, negative, negative. And I don't know. I just, I feel like that feels like something Vince would find funny and not necessarily Triple H, like, this is what I how I want to be celebrated. I feel like Vince thought it was funny. Triple H isn't going to go against them. All right, cool. Let's do it. We'll make the best out of it. I'm going to have my buddy Sean with me. You know, Stephanie's going to call in. Road Dogs going to call in. Ric Flair's going to call in. We'll have fun with it. It's fine. Whatever. You know, I'm still living my dream. That's kind of how it felt to me at the end of the day. So be a, so being that company man, like, just like yeah. you said. Exactly, exactly. That that's how I read it. Could be completely wrong,
0: but that's what it looked like. Okay, is is that is that the perception you saw? Just is, is did you? Is that what you took? Like they just buried Triple H's career.
1: I mean, yeah, like twenty five years. You know, just... I don't think you can. I don't think it's possible to to take away what he's done in wrestling and just like in one night completely shit on it to the point where no one respects him mm. I don't think that's possible but if you take that moment in a vacuum and you just look at that you would think man this Triple H guy like okay they're celebrating him but it's almost like celebrating the Brooklyn Brawler at this point because what has he really done you know what I'm saying like he lost at all those big tri- those big WrestleManias like he flubbed all those promos like you know everyone's just kind of making fun of him you know and they mentioned once that he was a 14 time champion you know but that kind of you look at is it, like is it one of those just fake reigns where it's like okay he won and lost and won and lost, just like you know held it for two days and lost and they just kind of padded his numbers because everything they're showing it's like they, they they i don't know if i were someone who had never seen wrestling before and i'm seeing that i'm just like all right who's this guy you know like what why are they celebrating him again if this is all they're gonna do you know, I'd be curious really to show it to someone who had who doesn't know anything about Triple H and to see what they take away from that, because, you know, it just felt it felt weird, you know, and I guess to be a little bit extreme with it, you know, like I would if if I'm right in that Vince McMahon, this was his idea and Triple H is kind of going with it. But there is this kind of rift like, you know, one of the most shocking things that I could think of ever happening in WWE would be Triple H not being a part of the WWE. I'm not saying this is going to lead to that, but I'm just saying, like, if there is some kind of rift between Vince and, and Triple H, and this was kind of like it it showing itself a little bit in a weird, awkward way, and it it did ever happen, you know, like, I don't know, this would, that would be one thing that we look back at and say, wow, like, maybe that was what, you know, the worst-case scenario, maybe... There really was a problem because look, like now he's not a part of WWE anymore. Mm. You know, I think I feel like you know, you know. I think, as I'm I thinking think, about it. Go ahead. <laughs> I think, I, I well, well,
0: you know what I read because you know essentially I didn't I didn't watch it, but I caught some of the highlights and I read through it. For for what I saw or for what I read through it, I'm just for reading for what it is, like a roast. A roast, and I don't, I'm not going to take that as you know that rose buried his they buried his career with that because this roasts all the time on comedy central they got you know comedy legends celebrating their careers in a, in a comedy act but there's not burying their career
1: yeah i think you know seeing it and and i i would suggest just i guess you know i i kind of wouldn't really recommend it to people because of how much i respect triple h but I would say check it out, you know, actually Uh just watch it and take it in because it's 20 minutes of 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 roasting. And actually, it didn't really come off that funny for most of it. You know, even when Sean was there, it kind of felt like just awkward. You know, the whole thing felt awkward. The best parts to me was when they were actually showing their appreciation, genuine appreciation for Triple H. And that was few and far between the most of it. The majority of it was. You suck. You were boring. You know, you were terrible like this and that, you know, and it's just kind of like, man, what? <laughs> like Really? And then they just shut the lights off. And I'm like, huh? So, you know, it's one of those things. If you read about it, I can understand, you know, where yeah. you would just be like, oh, you know, like I've seen Rose before. It's fine. And in my head, I'm thinking that's what they're trying to do. But a lot of it just wasn't funny. It just felt awkward and somewhat of a burial like in a weird way. I'm like, why, you know, what would, why would you, would they have done this to the rock and, and bury him like, or, or roast him in this way, you know, with stone cold. I mean, you know, I just, just, I think it's something you would have to see to really get, you know, where people that would potentially share my opinion where would be coming from. Yeah. Cause I can see the, I'll the take, I'll take your advice. Sure, but. now
0: Look at this twenty-minute segment, and see and determine, know which way they're going.
1: Yeah, it's 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 worth. It. I mean, I'm not gonna go back and watch it again just because you know I just didn't care for it. You know, it's twenty minutes. I can't get back in my life, but <laughs> you know, it's just twenty minutes. Huh? What it it, it was? Uh, yeah, no, it's not for me. It wasn't for me. All right. So that that was like, I would say, one of the bigger things that, you know, I've been talking to other people about, too, you know, since since SmackDown ended. But, you know, just to go back into the to the rest of the show here I and mean, we'll just touch base on some of these these moments here. Um, King Corbin, your guy, King Corbin was built pretty strong last week in, uh, destroying Elias. You really
0: going to squeeze that in? Like, I'm not going to just, we're just going to overlook at Your guy? No.
1: Oh yeah. No, no that's hey man. Oh. You, you said that the company is building him strong. Just you because know, he,
0: I am stating a factual, <laughs> Hey man, he,
1: he's, he was lame then. And you know, yeah, he's I, lame. Hey, yeah. He yeah. tells
0: corny dead jokes. And his character is, "Eh." but is he not being booked strong? No, he's gonna beat Elias
1: at WrestleMania. This is happening. He's booked so strong.
0: Hey man, you were wrong. He didn't beat Elias. He he didn't (laughs) beat Elias at WrestleMania, but he did end up having him being close to death (laughs) because he is destroyed. (laughs) He whooped his ass. I don't I doubt he'd be able to play those sad songs anymore, Elias. <laughs> you know, I hope you get well, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it, hey, I mean, he look, the, the best part of that beatdown from last week was when he came back with the guitar. I thought that was kind of cool. Like he'd beat him down, you know, he would dragged him to the back, you know, he was torn with him. He was, he was he was playing with his food basically. And then um, you know, he just just beat him down, came back. He's like, oh, you might need your guitar and smacks the guitar across his back. It was a brutal beatdown for sure. And I feel like we need more of that to really see Corbin as a true scary heel. You know, like that was maybe the first time in his whole King Corbin, you know, gimmick that he's going with right now that he looked like a true, like intimidating, scary heel. You know, beyond that, before that, I should say it's just he's just been lame he's just been lame so yeah this was makes to lose
0: some of the some of the aesthetic looks of the the old king character
1: maybe the robe I think, it, I think it's beyond the look actually I don't you think I don't, so I don't agree yeah I think it's beyond the look because look King Booker was goofy but also people were really in the king Booker. because he made it work. He, he did, that's he, what I'm saying. He, he, the whole accent. He right. you know, she had his wife. He was invested. Yes. He was completely invested. Yes. So I think that's the same for King Corbin is even though he's doing this, I don't know that he's truly invested in being like a scary, intimidating heel or, you know, the king of, of Smackdown. I think he's just going through the motions and they there's someone there that really likes him, and they just keep letting him do it. That's just what it feels like. You know? So he needs to just get behind, you know, his own character and just 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 go with it. I think it was The Rock who said, hey, man, just be a badass, you know, and I feel like we're still waiting for that. And this yeah. was the first time where I feel like it was a was moment just right that. There. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: a, a Gohan moment. You know, he shows that little spurts of of how awesome he can be.
1: Right. And hopefully he doesn't do like actual Gohan and reverse being just <laughs> one of the man. worst characters ever. <laughs> man. God. That, that's that's a whole nother yeah, thing. That's right a whole other show. The, oh my God. Just Gohan. <laughs> One of my favorite characters turned into one of the worst characters in Dragon Ball. It, ass it, it weak dude. Pisses me off. It pisses me off. I'm so mad about that. Don't even get me started. Go there. <laughs> Don't get you me know started. I apologize for even bringing up that comparison right <laughs> you there. You had to bring him, Go on. Yes. makes me so mad anyway anyway but but the point taken absolutely we hopefully you know king corbin just continues to build momentum towards this more vicious side of his character because he needs that he definitely does and he beat drew gulak so he's moving on to the money in the bank uh you know climb the corporate ladder match you know that they're gonna have um he should be a favorite you know on the men's side i would say to to win it um given what they're doing um it's for me like we joked about ray mysterio you know with the whole mission possible thing and that's fine and all and alistair black I, I still hold to royal rumble is going to be his time um but corbin it feels like of everyone in the field i could see them giving it to him and him for a second time so he would be the first would this make him the first guy to win it twice didn't chris Jericho win it twice You might be right. I we have to dig into that. But for him to win it twice because he 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 lost it. He was uh what John Cena that ended up costing him the the championship when he tried to cash it in.
0: So I'm thinking of CM Punk.
1: Well, it was. I know Cena was a part of it. Like Cena was the reason was one of the main reasons why he didn't win. You know, I don't remember the exact matchup or the exact circumstances, but I remember that it was Cena. Like Cena was, was the the cause of him just failing to to win the money in the bank. So um hey, we should look into the history of of money in the bank for for some of these guys in in, in uh in um, you know, honoring the upcoming pay per view. We'll we'll dig into that and maybe make that a segment in a future show. But Yeah, man. Yeah. But um yeah, Corbin has a chance to be a two time Money in the Bank winner and maybe he cashes in and becomes champion finally we'll Doesn't see squander his chance this time again right right <laughs> Will he do it against john cena and lost right? No, like like i said I, I all i remember is that it was i don't even know if it was john cena's champion i just remember john cena was was in some way of the reason why he didn't win it it was something john cena had done you know, <laughs> that caused Corbin not to win the, the money in the bank. And then it kinda spawned a story. Well actually no, they didn't it didn't go on to a story because I think after that, either Cena or Corbin left. They went to I think it was Corbin that got sent to another show and then that was it. They just didn't even continue the storyline. I don't know. It was one of those crazy like all right, we're gonna do this and then we're gonna drop the story completely and we're gonna act like Corbin was never money in the bank and yeah. So yeah. That but sounds about we'll, right. He's going to have another chance. Bottom line, he's going to have another chance here at this uh, Money in the Bank to uh, maybe right the wrongs of the past for him. Um, We had Sheamus get really pissed off again at Michael Cole about Jeff Hardy being mentioned. um, And really, it was Michael Cole's own fault this time because... Michael Cole, you know, before he was just doing his job, he's introing these Jeff Hardy segments. You know, they're doing this this four part documentary on Jeff Hardy's rise and fall and rise again. And, um, you know, Seamus just happened to be walking by and he heard him talking about him before he left and he took offense to that. Okay, fine. So I think Seamus was a little bit wrong on that one, even though I I really like how intense he was towards Michael Cole. I thought that part was cool for his character. But then, you know, Seamus had left. Michael Cole, you know, is talking about the the Jeff Hardy segment they just watched. And then he says, oh, I don't know why Sheamus has such a problem with, you know, what we're doing. And I'm like, why are you mentioning this? He left you alone this week. Just don't mention that man's name. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Because
0: it's Michael Cole, that's why. (laughs) At the end of the day, Michael Cole has to be Michael Cole. Dude, I got to rub that shit in.
1: Sheamus was just standing there. Behind him, Corey Graves saw him. He's like, man, "Shut up!"
0: It's <laughs> behind
1: you, yo, oh, man. And Sheamus just looked right at him, grabbed the headset, ripped it off of his head. Like, man, it was, it was, it was scary. I was surprised he didn't actually, you know, like do anything to Michael Cole besides just intimidate him again. I, I kind of wanted him to like power bomb him through the table or just slap him across the face or something. Just give me something. But um yeah man just don't let that man's name come out your mouth because it, good things will not come to you, Michael Cole it's just not going to happen we'll see if he learn his lesson next week I, I doubt it I doubt it I think Sheamus is just going to
0: just give him the the business hey, next maybe week Corey Graves keeping him in line. line What's that Hey Corey Graves will keep him keep him in line In line yeah, yeah. nothing's going to save
1: Michael Cole from Michael Cole <laughs> just being an ass you know <laughs> like, like every time he got to say him. boss time Oh man Seamus comes out when he says that (laughs) (laughs) It's so annoying Bro kick! <laughs> <laughs> like, Bala! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, oh man, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Um, so, yeah, just uh, Sheamus still taking offense to Michael Cole mentioning his name, you know, and mentioning Jeff Hardy's name. And, you know, eventually this is going to lead to Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Sure about that. That's going to happen. Um, should be an interesting matchup, interesting story they'll build between those two guys um we had an interesting situation with the tag team championships uh, we had the new day come out and celebrate the the fact that they were the eight-time wb tag team champions uh last week we even got to see some video of xavier woods celebrating you know from his home um so that was cool to see xavier now after a while off hopefully he's soon to, to return Close, any, any yeah. time now yeah xavier woods uh, man he was the energy yeah, man, he's, he's great. Xavier's great. Up, up, down, down. Shout out to that channel. You know, he just does amazing work, you know, inside and outside the and ring. Big
0: so. E, shout out, man. Hey, man, you know, we're, we're in this new environment. You know, you want to start, lick, you want to
1: lick titles now? I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to shout out Big E for that one, because that was, yeah, that was not hygienic at all. Oh, you should be that was promoting that was, hygiene. That was and, nasty. Nah, that was, that was nasty. And, <laughs> nasty as hell. Yeah. Yeah, not hygienic at all. Yeah, that's not social distancing. Um, but yeah, they were celebrating the, the, their win. You had the Lucha House Party come out and say, you know, they're tired of seeing the same people get the, the title shots week after week. They want their opportunity. We had Ms. Morrison just walk right past them, ignoring that they even existed. They were just on the ramp and they just, Miss Morrison just walked right past them and said, you know, we don't want to hear none of that. All we want to know is, you know, basically they they were upset that they weren't champions anymore. They want the titles back. I haven't seen it, but I can, I can imagine just doing that, too, as
0: you're telling, given the details of this. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Ain't no mind. Verbatim. Just (laughs) did not look at them, did not make mention of them, just went straight to the new day, said, we want those titles back. And then we had the, the, well, then at that point, Lucha House Party, they were upset that they got disrespected. They got in the ring. Grand Mataleek said some stuff in Spanish. And Miz is saying, what did he say? And uh, Morrison was like, oh, he says he really respects you. You're a great wrestler. <laughs> big E was like, uh, that is not what he said at all. You know, and no one would tell Miz what he said. <laughs> that uh, the Forgotten Sons, they came out. you know, Oh, when, my God. Man, that, that, that part, too, was actually pretty cool. Um, Forgotten Sons, I'm not really a big fan of that team, but they talked about how uh, Miz was a poser in the Marines. Like, you're looking at a real Marine right here this oh. couldn't say anything. He couldn't say <laughs> I, nothing. He just shut up. He just like, oh. <laughs> you can't. I see. I've seen
0: videos of you know fake vets getting checked by real vets. It's, it's not a good look. So
1: yeah. I can imagine that now. <laughs> yep. And it was Riker specifically that looked oh, at the biz no. saying this, and I'm like, he can't say anything. He <laughs> just shut up, Biz. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> So that was cool. I actually really liked that segment. For the Forgotten Sons specifically, man, I feel like on NXT, it did not work. But something tells me on SmackDown, they have a shot. You know, yeah. with with the way that, because, you know, Forgotten Sons, I feel like they didn't really get much time to speak on the mic and really, you know, like cut promos or anything. And they did. This one, just,
0: they just wasn't, huh. It's like Elias on NXT. It was, huh. But Elias in a, you know, the bigger limelight now with raw or smackdown he shines it's just it's just a weird effect it's like yeah i don't, I don't know it's hard to explain
1: yeah yeah i because for me i can't remember any significant promo and this one right away i was like wow they cut straight to it ms you're a poser i'm a real marine just be quiet like you know it's <laughs> just that i was like wow i won't forget it i just won't man it was awesome um. So yeah, man. So we yeah we have a kind of um you know a brewing uh, new rivalries p- potentially coming up. You know with Forgotten Sons getting in the mix and Lucha House Party trying to get their names in there. Uh, Lucha House Party actually beat Miz and Morrison on SmackDown, which was interesting. Um. You know. And then uh, Forgotten Sons they did have a match. Who did they? It's not even they didn't even put it on their their page here, but. Uh, the Forgotten Sons. I, be- I want to say they had a match, but for some reason they don't have it up. on Yeah, the I don't page. see a match on the list too. No match. Yeah, yeah you sure. So, but or they just forgotten. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I guess they're <laughs> forgotten. Sorry, <laughs> they're trying to be forgotten no more. But. You know. <laughs> Oh, man, well, we did have a, uh, let's see, there was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross uh, defending their tag team titles against Carmella and Dana Brooke. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross won, which was expected. I mean, I don't think there's any surprise there that, that they came out on top. Um, we had Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks in a Money in the Bank qualifying matchup, um, which, you know, I, I thought was fairly predictable as well. Um, but they're starting to build up even more so the the rift between Sasha and Bailey. Um, you know, with this one, Bailey kind of distracted the referee and Sasha had the pin on Lacey Evans. Um, they could have counted to a hundred, but you know uh, Bailey was inadvertently distracting the referee. and then uh, you know Sasha turned around, realized what was happening. She turned back around, she got the woman's right, and lost the matchup. like that's that's wow. pretty much what it was. So, yeah, Sasha versus Bailey is probably going to be coming soon. Uh, we had Tamina show up on the stage, uh, super kick Bailey. Apparently, that matchup super kick. I know she super kicked somebody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she super kicked Bailey. Um, you know, and and yeah, this matchup is going to happen at Money in the Bank. It's going to be uh, uh, Bailey versus Tamina for the SmackDown Women's Championship, which I mean, awesome for Tamina as uh, she's getting this moment, like you know. It, I, I feel like I just want to be happy for her. like she's probably not going to win, but it's cool that she's she gets moment. a moment. Yeah, she she deserves to at least get this moment. You know, I I don't know. I can't remember if she's she get had you know title matches. She won't win. You, no, are you sure? Win. I'm sure she won't win. All right, I'm a hundred percent sure she won't win. There's no way, no chance. It's gonna be Sasha versus Bailey. We said the same so- thing about Randy Orton and Jinder
0: Mahal, and what the hell happened? <laughs> hey man that right there
1: was i was the, I
0: was the photo i was like what the hell did i just watch oh, are you man. telling me yeah, this was... possibly can't happen
1: no i no this one i'm gonna say no and hey if i'm wrong i'm wrong but no this is no bailey's gonna win if anything you know i could see Lacey beating her i can see sasha beating her you know but tamina i feel like this is the story here is more of Sasha and Bailey and like their rift right now. I think they're gonna play into that a little bit. Bailey will still get the win, but maybe now she's mad at Sasha because she didn't have her back and she had to do it on her own or something. But um yeah, just Tamina being champion. Even if she was champion, like that I can't imagine them putting the belt on her and having her hold the belt for an extended period of time. So it's like why even do it? If you're not going to really give her a title run. So, you know, her character is just not there to where it would warrant her having like a reign, like an actual title reign, unless they're going to do something radical with her character. Because, you know, it's just what it is. She's just not that that entertaining, not that exciting. But, you know, she's put in a lot of work. So I feel like her getting the matchup, you know, is is earned. Definitely. But but you can't be a a
0: champion at all.
1: No, she's not, she's not, because when you think about it with the champions, you know, it's like the, the, the money, right? Like, who are people going to pay to go see? They're not going to pay to go see a Tamina matchup. They're not going to buy a pay-per-view because they want to see a Tamina matchup. You know, if anything, we respect Tamina in terms of, like, she's been there for so long, she's put in so much work, but, like, her character, the storylines, there's there's nothing there, man. It's just, you know, her her character is basically, like, she's someone that, that uh, she's what it's uh Jimmy Superfly Snooker's uh what what uh daughter just you know I mean there's that there's the fact that she's um just been around for so long she's one of the I don't know pillars I guess you would say of the women's division cuz she's been there for so long but you know as a champion you got to be someone who is drawing dollars that is making people want to buy the pay-per-view and she's just not there you know she just isn't I mean I would say the same thing about Natalia you know like a lot of respect you know, she's a legacy. She's a heart. But, you know, is she going to be someone they're going to buy pay-per-views to see? Yeah. Got to go see Natalia wrestle.
0: Check the Yeah. yeah.
1: no. It's not happening. It's not happening. We're already. Bailey is someone who we've questioned saying, you know, like. I don't about Bailey lately. Yeah. 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 You know, and and Bailey by comparison. Oh yeah, people will still buy tickets to see Bailey because of who she used to be. Like at her prime. I mean, I just watched um Bailey versus Sasha again at NXT Brooklyn. That same pay per view, and it was it was awesome seeing that matchup, and the crowd was all into it, and it's like, yeah, like that person is still there, it's just, the story has to be right, you know, the character has to be right, like, certain things, but it's, it's there, it's just not being told in the right way, Um, but with, with Tamina, it's just never really been told in the right way, which sucks for, to say, because, you know, I, I do respect her, but it's just not, it's just not there, it's just not there, Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, hey, we'll see, if they decide to do it, well, then we'll see how they're gonna go about it. But I would venture I would go ahead and put that prediction out right now that I do not believe it's gonna happen. I just don't. Um I'm i yeah, I'm say – obviously I'm gonna go with Bailey,
0: but you know, I'm I'm ninety-five percent sure she's gonna
1: win. Five yeah. percent for for uh Tamina. Yeah. Yeah that yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um so let's see. Uh, now, one thing we didn't get to talk about from last week was um, the the um, Mandy Rose uh, situation. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to talk about Ooh, that, and, man. and why don't why don't you break that one down? Because you know, I mean, you you saw that one. You yeah. went through it. I was I was really curious to, to say to hear actually what you had to say about just this this whole promo between her and Sonya Deville. Oh man, I. When she gave that awesome promo, I immediately thought,
0: "How you always said she is, you know, the the single, the most underrated, yes.
1: rest, female wrestler yes. in, the, in the company." Yes, yeah.
0: not no more,
1: not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> She's
0: not underrated anymore. That promo just shot her to the freaking moon right there, man. It 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 made sense. It it was broken down. Uh, you know, I love how she. She came in trying to just convincing us that she she you know, she felt sorry for just dis- deceiving uh, Mandy, you know, inviting her to come to the ring so she can apologize to her. And I thought we was going down that road. Usually you can see, too, by the way, when you, you see your they give like that sympathy apology, then they. And twisted it and, and, and put that twist at the end because we saw so much, especially with Alexa Bliss. But the way Sonya Deville did it, I guess you felt it because, you know, they sincerely have a great friendship too behind the scenes. So you felt that real. like, man, you, you so you didn't see that. She kind of swerved us and she was like, you no, know, like that Triple H moment. You're damn right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was great, man. It was a great moment, man
1: yeah yeah I, I really uh enjoyed this promo for from both of them but specifically from Sonya. Yeah. i mean she really gave a great performance overall um just the emotion that she showed in the beginning of the promo just feeling like you know her friend wouldn't actually give her a moment to explain and going through that and then uh, you know flipping it and saying you know you're the most you're the most selfish person i've ever met you know and just putting it you know, to her point blank, like, you know, we could have been tag team champions, but it was always about you, you know, and to be in the shadow of Mandy Rose and just how, you know, much it disgusted her to, to be there, to be in that, like, you know, finally people are going to get to see her, like who was the bigger star, you know, within fire in desire, you know, like she's a real fighter. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Like, you know, she said, Mandy, you're pretty, you're pretty, but you're just another, you know, like dime a dozen blonde with no talent, you know, and just was just laying into Mandy Rose essentially. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a great promo overall. I felt like, you know, Sonia really got to showcase a lot on the mic. I'm really excited to see that continue, you know, that feud continue between those two. And yeah, for Mandy, I feel like this could be a real star making moment for her as well as for Sonia. Um, in, in that they, if they pull this off, right with how personal this story could be, you know, I think it's great. I think, to me, the only thing holding this back, and I'm just going to bring it up, is the fact that Dolph Ziggler is still in the middle of this. I just don't, like, Sonia dropped a line. But I told and, you he you has know, legit feelings, though. Uh, see, that's where I'm going, because Sonia said that, but I just still don't believe it, even though she said he actually does like her. Because, again, I'm going to say, if you really do care about Mandy Rose— then why is it that once you won that you have to go and rub it in Otis's face? Like, what is that show about you're caring for Mandy Rose that you would just shit on Otis? You know, like that that to me screams more of she's a trophy, you know, when you're rubbing her face and it, rub, rubbing it in Otis's face that, you know, you you have this trophy you won over Otis. Like it's not but it's typical, to- like
0: you don't know what you have until it's gone.
1: Now, see, but I think it's more that that Otis has her now, you know, and it's like, oh, how could she be with someone like him? And again, it was it was she was meant to be a trophy for Dolph. So now he lost. So he's butthurt about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it it still doesn't mean that he actually cares about Mandy. I hear what you're saying. So you like she's he's more hurt about that. He lost to a guy like Otis. Like, Otis versus he really does see, like, care about Mandy and wants to be with her and all that. Like, no, I don't don't believe it. I don't don't believe it. Well, he wasn't out. Well, when he came out there, he
0: interrupted Sony Deville and Mandy. Like, Otis wasn't out there yet
1: until the whole fight happened. Then Otis came out. But I think he's still playing games, too, because I feel like he thinks that Mandy is going to fall for him again because he's Dolph Ziggler and Otis is Otis. He's probably thinking, oh, if I just, you know, make it look like, oh, I'm so hurt, I'm so devastated, you know, when I come to her and I say, hey, you know, how could you? Tell me, you really didn't feel something. He thinks because he's Dolph Ziggler, he's God's gift to women, that she's gonna come around and see that she's making a mistake. But well, he's ultimately, not putting that
0: front out there. He was, you know, saying that he he cares about Mandy. You saw when Sonya Deville attacked Mandy. He he was trying to hold Sonya Deville back, I'm talking about
1: like, hey, because he's still trying to win. He's still trying to win. That's all it is. It's because he's still trying to win. I don't buy it. I, I do you do not, not buy it. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, not, you know. not at all. <laughs> Dolph. Dolph is he's, he's he could literally trash, propose the Mandy He's like I still don't buy. It. I still don't. Buy it. No, he's trash. He's <laughs> trash. It's 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 a self. The reasons why he wants Mandy is for his own selfish gains. It's not because he actually cares about who she is. Like that's just just real. For Otis, like you know, Otis and Mandy, the two of them had a connection. Both he, both Dolph and Sonya are like really like him, and so it's all about like her not being with a guy like him, you know, for, for Sonia, you know, it, it's, it, she said it like a guy like Otis, like she's disgusted at the fact that he, that she is into a guy like him. And so for Dolph, and again, I'll just go back to, you know, if you really do care about somebody and you have that person, why would you go out of your way to then showcase the photos of you and her hanging out to another guy who liked her? Because some, like some dudes are like that.
0: Some dudes are are douchebags, but still love their girl. But I got to show her off to other guys and make them piss off. Some guys are just built like that. You tell me the guys are not going to do that. There are no guys in the world are not going to do that. Like they're I in love really with their girl they, about- since they're super hot, though. I gotta show her off how super hot she is.
1: But get her flowers. Get be good to her. What you what to to show that you know to show off in front of Otis and to try to make Otis feel like shit because he doesn't have her and like I, I'm I, just
0: trying to think no, about I how, how I don't know, man. I'm not built like that, but I think there's douchebags out there that actually care about their super hot girlfriends, but they just like no, to show I, them I, off.
1: I think he he's. The the way that they're telling the story, we're getting really deep into the <laughs> psychology of, we are. you know, dolphin. Just like what is love and all we're that. We're definitely kind of dissecting stuff. this like, now. It's 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 a little <laughs> deep, you know. But you know, for me, that that just you know screams of like, hey, this is this isn't about you and Mandy. This is about you know you and a trophy, and you lost. That's what it really looks like. You know, if you really care about this person, it should be enough that you got her, and that's it. But to be like, I'm, I'm actually going to be this terrible of a person to a guy who, who, he didn't do anything to you. You know, if anything, you wrecked his chances at being with her by being all de- devious and all that stuff with the phone and deleting the messages. Like, you know, it just, it's it reeks of a shitty person to go ahead and do that. So, so I call, highly question. What
0: would you call Edge then when he had uh, Lita?
1: Edge when he had Lita when w- the whole cheating no, 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 I'm not talking it. about
0: that. I'm talking about uh, the whole rated R superstar when he had Lita. Showing her off. You know what I'm saying? But he, he, he
1: loved her. Well, was he showing... I mean, so first of all, with that situation, both Edge and Lita were both heels in that. And it seemed like... It's, that's a hard one to compare because there was a lot going on behind the scenes and how real that was. Like... I don't know. That's a, that's a tough comparison to say, like, you know, Edge and Dolph Ziggler. And, like, they're in a similar boat because, you know, it just, it's just different. Like, Lita also, too, was being very, like, just shitting on Matt Hardy in a, in a roundabout way. Um, and so was Edge. And I don't know. It's just hard to compare that one. I'm looking at this one on its own. You know, for me, with Dolph, it just it, it feels like there was nothing there. But, hey, I won. You know, and every week it was like, look at how I won. You know, versus I care about Mandy. We're, You know, like, it's just me and Mandy now. It, it didn't. Even the stuff about that Sonya was saying, like, oh, he's there to elevate them as a tag team. He didn't. He didn't do anything for them as a tag team. He just kept bothering Otis. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was he actually going to do for them to help them as a tag team? He didn't do anything. <laughs> so he didn't care about that. Like, he just didn't care. It was just like he got what he wanted, and that was it. Well, uh...
0: Well, I, I don't know. We'll we have to see how this plays out. Either yeah. Dolph fi- feelings are real or not. I think they're real. You think they're not. I don't think they are. Yeah, I, I know they're not. We'll find <laughs> I out know they're on not. the time we tell. The, the story will continue. I've seen it. See, no, we're talking about a he soap opera yeah. right now, man. Let's move on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm, I want Dolph out of that story so we can see Sonya and Mandy become stars because he's holding them back, period. That's how I see All right. It. um so yeah let's see what else i mean we talked about the tag team championship i think that's pretty much the main chunk of what happened on the show like you know it was um i don't know it was a it was a kind of a weird ending to the show with the triple h uh celebration the 25 years um you know but it was what it was was it Triple H's idea. Was it Vince's idea? We'll never know. You know, it's just what it was. It happened. We'll move on from that. Um, Money in the Bank. I mean, we got a couple more spots figured out. I think there's a couple, like, at least one more spot to figure out in the, in the final yeah. uh, roster. Of six, of, right? Yeah. Yeah, because we know Daniel Bryan, King Corbin are there. They're going to be wrestling next week in just a standard matchup of two people who are in the Money in the Bank. Um, you know, we've got Alster Black that's in there. We've got Apollo that's in there. Um, yeah, it's starting to fill out. Who can come out with the, well, you probably King Corbin. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I think King Corbin. I, yeah, I think, I think King Corbin is definitely going to be, um, a favorite, you know, looking at this unless, you know, they add in someone really big coming up. But, you know, for me, it just, it feels like. They're leading towards uh, uh, King Corbin coming away with this, which, hey, good for him. You know, if that if that does happen, you know, that's that's a nice uh, way to kind of fix the, you know, his last time with his money in the bank. Um, Also, Rey Mysterio is there mentioned him a little bit earlier. He's in that matchup, too, so far Um, on the women's side. You know, you got Shayna Baszler. You got Asuka, You got Nia Jax, Um, you know, so those three. I mean, that's a that's a big group right there. To, to have um, currently in, in, uh, in Money in the Bank um, you know we got Dana Brooke in there uh, it's funny oh well I guess yeah we already got this uh, uh, confirmed too Lacey Evans is in there too I think there's only just one more spot just one spot from Smackdown that's still left to fill there um but yeah man they're building both those matches we're gonna see who can climb the corporate ladder here in a couple weeks um but yeah that's pretty much it i think for raw and smackdown unless you have any other things to bring up around those two shows
0: uh no man it was just a you know uh entertaining show more on the raw side i feel i feel that i find myself that i look more for towards the raw every week as the smackdown uh probably because our guy drew is on there so i'm gravitating more to like oh okay let's see what you know, drew is going to do for this week. Who, who's going to destroy, you know, (laughs) that's yeah. That's, that's basically how how I'm thinking now.
1: That's, that's part of it, you know, but it's not just drew really. I mean, that show overall has just been the better show. Yeah. It has like, you know, just top to bottom. I mean, yeah, Zelina Vega has been putting in a lot of work, you know, and we said, yeah, the faction is not doing that great, but I mean, they there's been some highlights with them, too. It's just when it comes to Drew, they should just stay away. But everything else for that group, you know, it's been pretty cool to watch um Apollo Aleister Black you know Seth Rollins I mean we've seen some big things happen on Raw you know even with you know the no fans you know that that's been pretty cool I mean Street Profits Bianca Belair like there's a lot going on a lot of interesting signing. Asuka the MVP of of Raw right now Asuka has just been awesome um whereas on Smackdown it's like uh, it's it's Hit or miss, man, yeah. with, with uh, SmackDown. I mean, we didn't even mention, you know, the whole Braun Strowman situation, you know, and him and, and, and um, Bray Wyatt and their, you know, upcoming matchup. You know, it's – it's. I, I well, feel like the story is uh, – What do you think for, for them going that route now? Because we did say
0: to kind of book themselves in the corner, but if they're going to go this route, it might as well be Braun going against Bray Wyatt, like the, uh, the neighborhood Mr. Rogers
1: persona. Is that is that official that that's happening? That is Cause official. I saw the graphic. Yeah, on the graphic. So, okay, it's not the fiend. It's Bray Wyatt. Okay, that's that's smart. Then that's what I think we did say that that's what they should do because having him versus the fiend, it just seems like you're going to lose one way or another. Like someone there is going to get a significant downgrade after that matchup. Like there's uh, no way to cookie
0: cut are, are around this. It's it's going to no. suck on
1: both ends. Exactly. Exactly. So with this. Yeah, you have uh, Braun beat Bray, you know, the Mr. Rogers version of Bray, and that's, that's fine. I think that's a smart way to go about it, and he can still psychologically mess with Braun, you know, and send him gifts with his old uh, cheap black sheep mask, you know, and it's, it's, it's fine. You know, I think that that will work out at Money in the Bank. Um, I hope that's the end of it for a while. I hope that they just have him have that match and then, you know, move on from Bray after that. Um, for at least a while. You know, if you want to come back around SummerSlam or, you know, later on at Survivor Series, let's say, and have him go against the Fiend, okay, fine. But, you know, I want Braun to build himself up, get a bunch of wins, have a nice long reign, yeah. and then, you know, he can lose. And whoever it'll be, if it's the Fiend or somebody else, then that'll be fine.
0: Yeah, man, like a nice, long, healthy reign.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. not a short reign. Yeah, he deserves that. He definitely deserves that. All right. Well, it looks like that's going to do it for this episode, this recap of Raw and SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Before we end, uh, why don't you tell people where they can catch us? Oh, of course. As always, you can catch us on Twitter at
0: Clark underscore Wrestling, Facebook, Instagram, contact us here in our DMs. Uh, Let us know, you know, what, what you think about the show, like you would like to hear. You know, hit us up. And then, of course, you can listen to us on those popular podcast apps apple google spotify iheart we're on a lot of platforms so you just even google us and a lot of platforms will come up for podcasts so check us out
1: uh, on those major uh platforms yeah with that said that's gonna do it for this week's episode so for devin i'm hafiz we'll catch you guys next time peace all right guys thanks for listening to the clark street wrestling podcast